The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Reps Podcast, the MRP. And if you are listening to this live on the day that it got published, happy birthday to me. It is July 28th. It is my birthday and we are sticking with that theme for today. So I am officially 24 years old and I wanted to do today's episode on 24 life lessons that I have learned over the course of my last 24 years. So kind of just diving a little bit deeper into the personal development mindset, you know, a little bit more about me and the way that my brain works uh, for today's episode. And it feels so crazy. It doesn't feel like my birthday, first of all. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I say that every year where I'm like, it doesn't really feel like my birthday. And I think the older that you get, the less (laughs) exciting, so to speak, your birthday is, right? When you're like, you know, your second birthday, your fifth birthday, your 13th, like 16th, those milestone birthdays. Oh my gosh, the freaking, the world shuts down for that day. At least that that's how it was when I was growing up. Um, especially because for those of you who don't know, it is not just my birthday. It is my birthday times three. I'm a triplet. So me, my brother, and my sister obviously share today, share this birthday for the three of us. And these celebrations were truly just amplified times three as we were growing up celebrating this day. And looking back, it was so much freaking fun because it wasn't just like my friends. It was her friends. It was his friends. It was all of our family. I mean, it was just, you know, triple the fun, triple the celebration, triple the excitement for this day. And looking back, I'm like, oh, it was a blast. Um, But being, you know, through those years on my 13th birthday or even growing up a little bit older, like, I just wanted one day to myself. You know what I mean? Like your birthday is supposed to be like your birthday. It's about me. It's my day. People turn it into a whole freaking a birth week, a birth month. It's just like all about you. Um, And I remember thinking back so clearly for a lot of those birthdays being like, I hate this. I hate being a triplet. Like not actually, but just having to share that. Like I never had, you know, my own birthday cake. It was like, happy birthday, Dara, Deanna, and Derek, right? You're like, happy birthday, three DDDs. Like, it was never just my cake or my birthday. And I know you guys are like, oh my gosh, that sounds so sad. It, it wasn't sad at all. I just, I can laugh at myself thinking back, you know, when I'm 13 years old being like, ah, oh, I just want my own day, right? Like when you're a teenager and you get just annoying and jealous and pity about literally everything. So that was me growing up, not actually, but for a few of those birthdays for sure. So coming up on my 24th birthday this year, I as we do every year, have grown up quite a bit in the last year. I feel like I have seriously turned the page in regards to, you know, who I am and what I stand for, what I believe in, my values, my mindset, you know, and what I uh, what I really want out of my time here on earth. And even if I can't necessarily, you know, pinpoint, you know, my exact goal career-wise, my dream house, my dream car, like, I don't really know if at least in my opinion, I don't know if any of that matters as much as knowing what your goal is in regards to your impact or what your goal is in regards to who you show up as every single day. And those things have been solidified in my head. And then the fancy cars and boats and houses and you name it, travels, that'll all kind of unfold as I get older and older and I'm celebrating more and more birthdays, but uh, 24 years of life. And it sounds crazy to say, because I feel like 24 is like, 
ooh, you're getting old, right? Like you're not, you know, 21 is like, ooh, you know, you can drink, you're legal, you can go out, you're in your 20s. Even 22, 23 is like, oh, you're early 20s. Now I'm coming up on like the mid 20s where I feel like you need to have your shit together and people expect a lot more out of you at 24 than they do at 21 or 22. So I am still very, very young. I'm not saying that for any of my older listeners out there, those who are above me. You're like, oh my goodness, this girl thinks she's old. She's just turning 24. I'm not saying that. I just feel like it has definitely progressed uh, quite a bit the deeper I get into my 20s. So I wanted to share with you guys 24, like I said, life lessons, things that I have learned or lived by or lived through uh, for these 24 years. And honestly, they're not really in any particular order. Um, Some of them pertaining to health and fitness, a lot of them not, just because as you guys have hopefully learned through this, this platform is that you don't really need to learn or do or master health and fitness, you need to master your mindset. And doing that allows you to show up in any area of your life. Yes, health and fitness being included if that is part of your life, but it's the mindset piece. It's the mental side of things. It's the way you show up and think and act and behave. That's what allows you to carry out going to the gym or tracking your food or losing weight, whatever your goal is. So a lot of these lessons, some of them, like I said, have to do with health and fitness, but a lot of them are things that I have just learned and lived through. And in all honesty, out of these 24, I would say probably a good 20 of them have been ingrained in my brain through my mom growing up all of these years. She has her sayings that she says and repeats and repeats and repeats. And it gets to a point where she kind of just looks at, you know, any of my siblings like, I know you guys know what I'm going to say, right? We all like roll our eyes like, yes. And we repeat, you know, whatever her, her mantra is, her saying is. So a lot of these are through her or from her. And I'm so incredibly grateful for that because without these 24 things, I don't think that I would be the person that I am. I don't think I would be recording a podcast episode. I don't think I would be in the health and fitness space. I don't think I would be doing any of those things if it wasn't for her and her life lessons that she passed down to me and hopefully I can pass on to each of you. So 24, I'm going to try to go through them, not quickly, but I truly could do an individual podcast episode on each of these by themselves. So I want to try to just kind of rattle them off, uh, so to speak. And moving forward, if there are ever any of these life lessons you do, you guys do want me to expand on or to do, you know, more of an in-depth dive on or kind of go a little deeper, I absolutely can do individual episodes. And I think I might wind up doing that for a few of these as well. But Let me know. Give me that feedback. It is what it is. We will do these 24 first and we will dive a little bit deeper. Welcome to my birthday episode. Lesson number one, and I know I said that these go in no particular order of importance, but I lied. Number one is number one for a reason and it is the first thing I wrote down, the first thing I wanted to talk on. Life lesson number one, treat others the way you want to be treated. I can't even think back to the earliest time in my life that this was said to me. I honestly want to say, what's your first memory? Like three years old, four years old, whatever the earliest you can remember something at, this was the memory. My mom continually saying over and over and over again, treat others the way you want to be treated. When she dropped us off at school, when she brought me to practice, when I was making new friends, when other people weren't being quite as nice to me through school, whatever the you know space was, 
treat others the way you want to be treated. And that has been a life lesson that I have carried pretty heavily with me through, you know, my 24 years through meeting, like I said, different people, being surrounded by different people of, you know, different backgrounds, different education levels, different experiences, like just treat others the way you want to be treated. If someone were to do to you what you are doing to them in any regard, how would that make you feel? Right? Whether that's good, bad, indifferent. I mean, do go above and beyond for other people because I would think that you want others to go above and beyond for you. So if you can live by and show up as and continue to treat others the way you want to be treated, I guarantee you're going to have a much easier time in this life. And this this was top of the charts for sure. Life lesson number two, you will never regret a workout. Quickly jumping into health and fitness. I can't help it, guys. This is how my brain works. But life lesson two, you will never regret a workout. There has never been a time at all in my 24 years, in the last you know five or so that have been really health and fitness based, there has never been a time where I'm like, damn, I wish I didn't work out. Like, damn, that workout just, I should have skipped today. I shouldn't have gone. I shouldn't have showed up. Like, that has never come out of my mouth and probably never will. For me, myself, any of my clients who I work with, nobody ever, you will never regret moving your body, getting a sweat in, getting to the gym, or just going for a walk outside. You will never regret doing that. I don't care what is going on in your day, your life, your mood, your emotions, your energy, doesn't matter. You will never come out of that time regretting it. So move your body, make that choice, even if it is not the easier choice in that moment, I guarantee you're going to look back and be grateful, thankful, happy that you did decide to get that exercise in. So move your dang body, okay? You will never regret a workout. Lesson number three, make the healthy choice. And this is, can, I mean, this can be applied in a number of different realms, I guess you can say, but the way that I was thinking about this one when I wrote it down was in terms of nutrition. Um, Being that nutrition was and still continues to be the hardest piece of the health and fitness puzzle for me to master, this is something that I always, always, always have to remind myself of. And it kind of goes off of the second one, like you'll never regret a workout. Same applies here where you will never regret making the healthier choice. So again, for me, that is kind of whenever I'm out to eat or out with friends or I'm home or whatever it is, like the way my brain works, yes, I make healthy choices. Yes, I fuel my body with good things, but left to my own devices with not a care in the world, my brain wants sweets and treats and snacks and chocolate and going out to breakfast. I want the, you know, double-decker Belgium waffle, banana, pancake, Nutella, chocolate syrup, like that's what I want to order. Always, 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 always. And for the longest, longest, longest time, I would always make the not healthiest choice, make a, 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 I don't want to say a bad choice, but make a shitty choice when I'm out to eat or doing whatever I'm doing and then feeling like crap afterwards, like feeling that regret afterwards. And I've never felt the regret of making a healthy choice, right? A little bit of a sacrifice of like, all right, dude, you don't need the 6,000 calorie breakfast option. Like that's absolutely absurd. Nobody needs to eat that much in one sitting. You're going to feel sick, make the healthier choice, right? And kind of having that conversation with myself. And again, this is something that continues to come up in my life. I will be going out to dinner for my birthday and there's a balance in there too it's I'm not make the healthy choice like I'll order the salad but like there's definitely a difference between going crazy on apps going crazy on your entree going crazy on dessert then ordering drinks then this then that like you just nobody feels good coming out of a situation like that I don't care if it's a birthday dinner if it's a holiday it, whatever it is you guys all know that feeling I'm talking about where you're just like beyond overstuffed and you over consumed and you're like holy crap like I just I just don't feel good and 
Lesson number three, like making that healthy choice, it always just feels better. Even if it's a simple swap, a simple, you know, switch out your side or order half of this, whatever it's going to be for me, that's a life lesson that I've learned because I always feel better coming out of those dinners, choices, events, whatever, and being a better version of myself because of it. I don't feel like crap. I'm not cranky. I don't, you know, have a stomach ache. It just, I, I show up as a better person when I make a healthier choice. Life lesson number four, shit's hard, (laughs) always. I literally wrote down shit is hard, comma, always, period. There is never a time that I can think back and remember in my life through any of my phases, sports, school, friendships, home life, there was never a time where I'm like, wow, everything is just easy. Everything's just handed to me. Life is good. This is simple. That has never happened, ever, And I'm honestly very grateful for that. And I'm very grateful that one of my life lessons that I've learned at at only 24 is that shit's hard and to expect the hard and to be okay with the hard and just know that it's, it's going to take a lot out of you as it should. Okay. So when we start to, you know, put ourselves in, excuse me, in situations where we want easy, we want simple, we want things handed to us, we don't want to work for anything, you become soft, you become lazy, you become, in my opinion, not, you know, you're not earning any of the shit that you're, you're after. And like, you don't deserve it, right? If you're, you're sitting on your ass, and you're waiting for things to just be easy, whatever those things are, they need to get handed to the person who is working their ass off, who knows that shit is hard and is showing up 10 times more because of it, rather than letting that derail them from whatever the end game and goal is. Um, and even if it's not goal oriented, just things in life are hard, right? Things things are hard. There, There is, especially now, there's never anything that's easy. If it's health and fitness, sure. If it's a little bit deeper, we're talking, you know, finances, we're talking families, we're talking relationships, we're talking anything that is kind of going on in life, it's hard. And I think the quicker and and more you learn and accept that, the better off you are at doing something about it in regards to your mindset and then your actions, right? Because if you're constantly fighting and like, oh, I didn't do this because of that. I didn't do that because... And you're waiting for things to get easier. You're waiting for things to calm down. You're waiting to be able to take a step forward. You're going to be waiting and waiting and waiting forever and probably complaining the entire time versus recognizing, understanding, learning shit's hard and being okay with that in a sense of I'm not going to be able to change the hard shit, but I can change the way that I'm showing up to that hard shit. Okay, so that's lesson number four. It's not going to be easy. It's never going to be easy. It's never been easy for me and for anyone out there who's like, oh, but she this, she that. Because I always always have people who think that I have like this cush life of doing absolutely nothing and recording podcasts and like going to the gym. And that's not my life at all. That's what I choose to share, excuse me, with you guys. But that is not my life. Shit is hard. It is always hard and probably will always be hard. And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying that so again, you can change your mindset to better approach these things. Life lesson number five, and this could arguably be my favorite one on this list. Again, this came directly from my mom. This has been something she has said, I don't want to thousands of times at this point, if not more. Um, lesson number five is blame is easy. <laughs> she, I mean, I'm smiling too, because I just, whenever I say this, I hear her. She says this all like to an annoying extent right? If you are, you can't do this because of that, or I didn't do this because of that, or she didn't do this or this and that. Oh, blame is easy, 
right? Like it didn't matter what the circumstance was growing up. It didn't matter if you, you know, got a flat tire on the side of the road, had absolutely no spare. You were stuck there for six hours, this, that, the other thing. And that's why you couldn't get to practice on time. You know, my mom would say, like, yeah, blame is easy, right? Like you can blame that flat tire all you want. And I'd be like, but, but it's not like, I'm not blaming. It's a legitimate excuse. It's a reason. It's this, it's that, it's that. She didn't care. She didn't care. Blame is easy. Essentially, you are blaming something for your, you know, underperformance in a way. You are blaming something for the reason as to why you didn't do what you needed to do. You didn't show up the way you needed to show up. You didn't follow through on a promise, whatever it's going to be. And taking any of that responsibility and outsourcing it to something else is not valid. Blame is easy. You can easily blame so many things in your life as to why shit is the way that it is or that it's not. But until you blame yourself and you look internally and you take that internal responsibility, it doesn't matter. So every time that you are, and I really, really encourage everyone listening to this to utilize this saying and and call yourself out because I guarantee you are blaming other things in your life way more than you think. And the reason I can guarantee that is because that's exactly what happened to me. And the more and more she continued to say it over and over and over again as I was growing up, the more I started to recognize one, how easy it is to just blame other things, right? Just just dump the responsibility on something else. But two, how much other people in my life, the people who, you know, I didn't necessarily look up to, how much they use that as a crutch all of the time, right? I couldn't go to practice my this. I couldn't do my homework because of that. I showed up late because of this and this and that. When bottom line is like all of the things going wrong in your life are because of you, and your actions or lack thereof. And that's the only thing that should be getting the blame, right? So when you start to find yourself making excuses or putting that responsibility on something else, just say out, say it out loud. Blame is easy. Yep, blame is easy, right? You're late to work. Why? Because of traffic. Nope, you left too late. Blame is easy, right? So do that and it really changes you or challenges you to reframe the way you're thinking. Uh, but I freaking love this and I'm so grateful that she well, I'm grateful now. I was not grateful growing up, but it's so grateful that she hammered this into my head because it also allows me to kind of, like I said, objectively look at the people around me and not in a bad way, not in a judgmental way, but to really truly understand who I'm surrounded by and how much they are using other things as, you know, a dump off for their responsibility and like, oh, I couldn't do this because of that. If you're if you're surrounded by people who are constantly blaming other things, for their shortcomings, like those are not the people that you want to be around. And I guarantee it's going to rub off on you that you're going to start doing it as well. So blame yourself. That's the only person at fault here. Um, And really, really just dive deep into lesson number five. Life lesson number six, it's not that serious. I, it's just, it's not that serious. I have to say this to myself all of the time when I start getting in my own head and just nothing that we are doing here on planet earth, like it's not that serious. Like you're good. You're good. It's, it'll pass. It is what it is. Life ebbs and flows, like, which is a very, very alternate mindset to the blame is easy, to the shit is hard, to the, you know, a lot of the things that I talk about on this podcast, but that's where the balance comes into play. Like, I can't be a total hardo every second of every day, totally disciplined. And it's not possible. And honestly, it's not a great way to live either. Does it benefit me in a lot of different areas? Of course. But if I was like that all of the time, I would probably be a pretty cranky, pretty not miserable human being, but I would be a different person for sure. So I have to balance that out with the 
it's not that serious. Like when shit's not going right and it's one thing after the next or you're worried about this and you're stressing about that, like it's not that serious. It's not. You're good. You're totally fine. Take it down. Take a breath. You'll be good. Um, And I have that pep talk with myself multiple times a day or week. It's just you need to do it. So that's number six. Number seven, going right into the next one. Absolutely love this mindset. You don't have to do it. You get to do it. And I've talked about this on this show quite a bit. You don't have to do anything. You get to do these things. You are privileged enough to do these things. You have the opportunity to do these things. You don't have to do it, right? You don't have to go to the gym or have to get in shape or have to get health. You get to do them. You get to decide what food you put in your body. That's a freaking privilege. You get to plan going to the gym into your schedule. You get to show up in this area doing all these things, whatever it may be. You don't have to do it. And when you start to change your mindset to the I get to mentality, it allows your perspective to shift into more of that opportunity and you're a lot more inclined to follow through and do the things that you dragging your feet have to do because you don't have to do any of it. And again, blame is easy. If I have to do it, you're going to find an excuse. You're going to blame it on that. But if you get to do it, you're reminded of your why, you're reminded of the opportunity and you're able to show up for yourself in that area. Okay, so you don't have to, you get to. Life lesson number eight, be kind always. That is, uh, again, should have been one of my top ones. Just be nice, be kind, be courteous, be respectful to the people that you meet in your life, to yourself. I mean, showing up as just a friendly face, a nice human being. I mean, that that is everything. And we're going to touch on this, I believe, in a further lesson as well. But being, you know, a, a nice person to those that you meet, to a stranger on the street, you know, holding the door for someone as they're rushing in, or I don't know, I do this sometimes, like I buy the coffee for the person behind me, or you hold the elevator, like very, very small acts of kindness. That goes such a long way. Again, going back to number one, treat others the way you want to be treated, right? Wouldn't it be nice if you were frazzled and running through the building and have 15 million bags in your hand and someone hold the elevator for you? Like, you'd be like, oh, thank you so much. You appreciate the shit out of that. So do it for someone else. Go above and beyond. And don't be a cranky freaking troll and be like, well, nobody does that for me. So like, well, then shit. Yeah, of course. Nobody's going to do it for you because you're not doing it for anybody else. You get back what you put out there, right? So if you're not receiving any of that energy, I guarantee you're not putting any of that energy out. So be kind, go above and beyond, go do the extra thing, be the extra smiley face, be the person that people are like, why are you in such a good mood all the time? Because I can't tell you how many times I've had that question asked to me and it just boosts my mood even more. I'm like, I want to be that person who's such a light, such an energy, such a wow, I'm so grateful to be around her kind of person. If I'm not being kind to myself, I'm not being kind and courteous to other people, I can't show up as that person. And I love being that person. That's what fills my cup. So if you have not done a random act of kindness, listen to this podcast as soon as it's over, go do something. As small as holding the door open for the person behind you, I guarantee it will go a very, very long way. It will make their day and thus make yours as well. So lesson number nine, you don't know what you don't know, okay? You have no idea to what you don't even know. And I have learned this lesson uh, more so recently than anything else. Again, as you get older, when you're young, you think you know everything. And to go off of that, you don't really even give a shit if you know that you don't know everything. You just 
you know everything. Nobody can tell you anything. You're always right. Don't try to tell me I'm wrong because I'm not. Like I was 1000% that teenager where I was like, it is my way or the highway. I'm right. You're wrong. And honestly, I don't want to hear it. And I smile now thinking back because like, holy shit, wow, I was such probably a brat to deal with. I'm so grateful that I don't have that mindset. But just to, to challenge that as well, I mean, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. I get asked this a lot. It's like, how did you build your mindset? How do you think the way you do now? Like, were you always like this? And the answer is no. I mean, what 15, 16, 17 year old getting, you know, caught drinking when you're not supposed to drink? What what 17 year old wants to hear from their parents that they're in trouble or they're grounded or, you know, all these punishments like me? I'm like blaming other things. I'm making up excuses. I'm, you know, I'm right. They're wrong. There's a reason for that. Like, it just, I was such a brat I was such a freaking brat for a lot of years and I think that allowed me to come out the other side and have a little bit more of the knowledge to talk about these things okay so that's kind of where this one comes into play obviously in the past but more so now as I continue to get older and grow and learn and I just I feel like my eyes are opened to a whole new world of things almost every single day um, and I don't even know what I don't know. And I think if I if I were to just do what I do every day, I live my little life in, in, in this health and fitness space, like that's fine. But I don't know what I don't know. And I'm at a point where I want to know those things. I want to be learning. I want to be challenged. And that kind of brings me to the next life lesson of number 10. You will comfortably, you will live your life in your comfort zone if you never force yourself out. Like if you're never seeking the things that you don't know, you're never seeking the uncomfortable conversations, the new faces, the challenges, the learning, if you're never actively seeking that, you will dig yourself and bury yourself in this cute little comfort zone and stay exactly where you are. And again, this is something that has been more and more prevalent in the last probably three to four years of my life, um, being home from college and graduating and it's not that college or any of the, you know, 20 plus years prior to that were easy at all, but it's like you had a very succinct purpose. You went from school year to school year. You, you know, for gymnastics, I continued to learn new things. There was a very direct course from plan A or sorry, from point A to point B that I knew how to follow, or at the very least, I knew that's what I was following. And I knew what the end game was. I knew what the goal was all the years of shit and hard work for gymnastics. It was so I can go be a gymnast at a division one school. I can get an education. I can do this. I can do that. I can learn and blah, 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 blah. All of it was leading to that. And then when that's over, And you don't really necessarily have, you know, from point A to point B, what's point C? You don't really have that next step, so to speak. It gets very, very easy to bury and sink yourself into your comfort zone because it feels okay. You're like, ah, point B, like I made it. I did it. This is awesome. I'm doing my little job. I've got some money coming in. I can hang out. And then all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, five years have gone by. Like, what have I done? Where have I gone? What's the impact that I've had? What moves have I made? Am I challenging myself? Am I learning? Am I growing? And if you're not in that mindset, you are probably more in a fixed mindset space, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but you're going to wind up sitting in that comfy little comfort zone five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. And I personally want to maximize the fuck out of my time here. I want to get from point B to point C and then C to D, D to E. But if I live in my comfort little cutie zone over here and never force myself out, I'll be stuck at point B forever. 
and I don't want to get too like philosophical with you guys, but that's definitely a life lesson that I've learned. And I think it's cool that I've learned it now so that I can do something about it. I can change. I can move forward. I can progress rather than continuing. Oh, another five years have gone by. Holy shit. I don't want to have that conversation ever. I want the years to, first of all, slow down. I don't want to be 24, but I want to be able to look back, you know, five years from now and think about all the things I've did and challenges and mistakes and risks and all the different stuff rather than like I've been doing kind of the same thing for five years now. So that's that's lesson number 10. Get the heck out of your comfort zone. Force yourself out of your comfort zone. And to go off of that for lesson number 11, don't be the smartest person in the room. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with breaking out of your comfort zone and not knowing what you don't know. These three are very closely tied. Um, if you don't know what you don't know and you're very happily in your comfort zone and you're the smartest person in the room and you're doing what you're doing and you're very comfortable there, you'll stay exactly there. But I, like I said, want to maximize things. So I never want to be the smartest person in the room. I never want to be the most established person. I never want to be, you know, any of that. And at 24, I've been pretty lucky to not ever really be, you know, the smartest person in the room or anything of that regard. But I want to make sure as I continue to live and grow and learn and, and progress that I don't wind up there. So again, kind of a small lesson that I've learned now, but will continue to kind of pay off and play into more of an effect later on through my life. So lesson number 12, nothing's given, everything is earned. You are not handed things. And to go off of that, nothing is guaranteed either, right? Like, you know, you have to earn it, but like, that doesn't mean oh, I'm working towards something. It's guaranteed to happen. Okay, so nothing is given, nothing is handed out, things don't just fall in people's laps as much as we like to think that they do. That's going back to lesson number five, blame is easy. You're blaming the fact that they have that opportunity on the fact that what, it just fell in their lap? No, probably not. And even if it did, don't blame them on that, right? That's, that's great for them. Cool. What are you doing about it? Blame yourself for that an opportunity didn't fall in your lap. Okay, so nothing is given. You have to work your mother freaking ass off in order to get anything that you want in this life, big or small. If your dream, your goal, your end game picture is to own a freaking Ferrari, like that's not gonna just happen. And to go off of that too, what people don't wanna hear and what I don't wanna hear sometimes as well, just because you're like working every day and like I'm showing up and I'm, I'm putting in the work and I'm saving my money and the, doesn't mean you're just going to be given a Ferrari one day. doesn't mean that it's going to be guaranteed that you're able to purchase that vehicle. Like that doesn't, it doesn't line up. And that sucks to hear because that's all we want to hear is that we're doing the right thing and we're moving forward and we're getting there. And like you are. But just because that's, you know, the direction you're going doesn't mean that the end game, the point C is the Ferrari. You might be working and working and working and working and never reach that point. And that's fine. That's fine. But understand that you're not just going to fall into the keys of a brand new Ferrari. It's not going to happen. Nothing is given. You have to earn everything, but nothing is guaranteed. You have to keep striving forward. Lesson number 13, social media isn't real. <laughs> it is not real. It is a very, very, very small, tiny little window snapshot view into the absolute most perfect ideal circumstances of somebody's life. Okay, and some of us have greater lives, right? I follow a ton of people on Instagram where I'm like, wow, they're here, they're traveling there, their house is beautiful, their kids are, you know, whatever. And I'm, I'm so impressed, I'm so inspired, I'm, I want that. 
But what I have to remind myself is like, I don't know what else is going on in their lives, right? Things look perfect. Things look great. But social media isn't real. And I guarantee if I were to spend a day in that household with those individuals, yeah, it would be beautiful. Yeah, their pool would be stunning. Yeah, maybe we would be having this luxurious dinner cooked by our home chef, but I don't know what else is going on. And I think kind of just remembering that as we are continuing to be so heavily influenced and heavily, you know, tied to social media, it's okay to be, you know, inspired and and look up to these people, but not in a sense of this false reality of perfection, because a lot of times it doesn't exist. And I can think of a few instances uh, just on my side of people who I've looked up to or relationships that I've looked up to or, you know, just things that people share. And then all of a sudden, you know, months and months down the line, it kind of comes out that, you know, things came crashing down for whatever reason. And it's like, huh, for the longest time, I was stuck, you know, feeling annoyed and frustrated that I wasn't there. I wasn't in that situation or whatever. And I don't even know what the situation is. Like I'm comparing myself to some false reality and then being, you know, frustrated that I'm not there yet when that doesn't even exist. So social media is not real. We know this, but just a little reminder. Okay. Life lesson number 14, trust the work. Trust the fucking work. Trust the work that you're putting in. Trust the direction that it's going to take you. Trust the fact that you are doing what you need to do and stop questioning and looking back and kind of, am I there yet? Am I there yet? Am I there yet? Trust that the work that you are putting in will get you there. I don't know when, I don't know where, I don't know how long it's going to take, but it will work. Okay. Trust the work. That's another saying from my mom. She freaking loves it. I'm surprised the woman doesn't have it tattooed on her at this point, but trust the work. Okay. Life lesson number 15 on a much lighter note, protein oatmeal is the superior breakfast. Okay. It is. It is. You can't argue. We can't debate. This is not up for, you know, nope, nope, nope. Protein oatmeal is the superior breakfast. I have been eating my protein oats recipe for, drum roll please, probably around two years now, right? I started this recipe at 22, I want to say, and we are now coming up on 24. And I have eaten this bowl of oatmeal every single freaking day from then until now. That is two years of consuming the most superior breakfast on this planet. It's not up for debate. This is a life lesson that I have learned. And I want to say I am a pretty heavy breakfast connoisseur. I absolutely love it. I would eat breakfast for every meal of every day. Don't ask me out on a dinner date. Ask me to breakfast. Okay, breakfast is my jam. And I cannot with more certainty say protein oatmeal is the superior breakfast. That's it. That's all I want to say. Life lesson number 16, learn to appreciate the small things. And for me, one of those small things happens to be protein oatmeal. But really do just kind of learn to, and it's hard to do, but do it in the moment. Like for me, what I can think of off the top of my head, the moments I feel the most like fulfilled and just content and happy. And it's usually like when I'm driving, you know, sun is shining. I've got the windows down, sunroofs open, music's on, and I'm just like coasting right? Maybe I'm driving to the gym. Maybe I'm driving home from the gym. Maybe I'm driving to get coffee. Like it doesn't have to be anything extravagant, but just in those moments, appreciating the fact that I'm driving my brand new Jeep that I bought. Holy shit. Appreciate the fuck out of that. I'm letting the sun beat down on my head. I feel freaking good. I'm listening to music that makes me like just appreciating those small things. And and I try very hard to do this from time to time too. And I'll like catch myself just smiling right? Just in the middle of a very, very simple moment, just smiling. Because I can think back to many, many times where whatever the moment is that I wished for that, you know, years prior to, I dreamt of that. I I always strived for that. And I'm like, I'm living it. 
I'm living it. Like smile, enjoy that, appreciate the sunshine, appreciate the birds chirping, appreciate the fact that your kids woke you up at five o'clock in the morning because they were so excited to hang out with mommy. Like it's so simple. And in the moment you're like, why am I up at 5 a.m.? Right? Like why am I driving to the gym again? Whatever those moments are, but change your perspective to appreciate the small things. Lesson number 17, you don't owe anyone an explanation. This is a lesson that I have had to try to learn for a very, very long time. And I think it really does depend on who you're surrounded by. But bottom line is people are not going to understand you right? Like there's, there's more of a likely chance that the people you're surrounded by are going to question your choices or question what you do, especially if you were starting your health and fitness journey. And especially if they are not, they're not going to understand you. Okay. So you don't owe anyone an explanation. Do the shit that you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, and that's something that again, probably within the last three years or so for me has become more apparent because I was wasting a lot of my energy trying to explain myself to those around me or explain myself, even just explain myself to people who weren't even asking for an explanation, but I felt like I owed them one. I felt like I needed to explain why I was doing this or why I was doing that or the choices that I was making. And more times than not, they were so narrow-minded that that explanation really didn't hit home for them at all. They don't give a crap. They still think I'm crazy. And all I did was waste my time and my energy feeling like I needed to explain it. So you don't owe anyone anything. You really, really don't. Do the things that make you feel good. Do the things that you want to do. Do the things that make you feel like the best version of yourself. If they understand it, great awesome, cool, they can come along with you. And if they don't, great, cool, awesome, they can do their own thing. But bottom line is you don't want to be expending and wasting your energy, your time, your choices on, you know, things that other people need explaining for. Like do do what you want to do, do what fills your cup, do what makes you feel like the best version of yourself, okay? Lesson number 18, the things that don't work out aren't meant to work out. Okay, and I don't know how true this is, but this is a life lesson that I have tried to ingrain in my brain because it's a heck of a lot easier and a heck of a lot more calming and peaceful to go that route than the why, the regret, the searching for an explanation, searching for a reason, an answer. Like it just, it wasn't meant to be, right? If it's meant to be, it'll be. The things that don't work out weren't meant to work out and that is totally fine. It wasn't for you. It wasn't meant for you. Bigger, better things are coming and I firmly do believe that, right? And and I can think of really no, <laughs> I can't think of any examples where there have been circumstances for me that something hasn't worked out and something bigger and better didn't come along. And that's And that's the truth. And if something bigger and better hasn't come along for you yet, it just hasn't been long enough right? It just hasn't been enough time. Maybe you need to keep showing up. Maybe you need to keep putting in the work. Maybe you need to keep understanding that shit's hard, but it will come. And if it didn't work out for you, that is okay. Let it go. Life lesson number 19, life is about connections. It, it truly is in the older that I get. And I feel like the smaller my circle gets, the more that I have just been like craving and wanting like that connection to feel understood by those around me to then understand those around me to be surrounded by people who are going to challenge me and push me and give a shit about me and like a lot less about the physical tangible items and materialistic things, but a lot more about the connections and the people that I want to meet or have yet to meet 
meet or just anything along those lines. Life is about connection, which I think is really cool to kind of tie into the things I mentioned above with being kind, you know, going the extra mile with the small things and then also treating others the way you want to be treated. Like you're going to have so many more valuable, beneficial connections in your life and relationships with people if you are treating them the right way. And I think too, it's very easy, at least for myself, because I'm very naturally introverted, right? Like I have absolutely no problem staying home by myself, doing things with just me. I have to force myself out of that comfort zone in order to kind of feel fulfilled and, and I will never really regret that time. Like, you know, going out with friends, going to grab food, <clears throat> going to grab drinks, whatever it is, even if it's as simple as like going to the gym with, with a friend, it's much easier to do it on your own, right? Like you're just getting it done by yourself. I mean, that's the way my brain works, but life is about connections. And I think that a lot of us, myself included, get so caught up in our, <clears throat> excuse me, our to-do list and what we have to get done. And we got to do this and we got to do that. And you know, here, there, the other thing, appointments, whatever. Yes, those things are a part of your life, but it's not your life. Like your life is not about your to-do list because at the end of your life, like you, you checked all the boxes, but like, how did you feel along the way? Who did you connect with? What conversations did you have? How did you feel? Like, yeah, maybe you felt accomplished very short term with checking the boxes and doing the to-do list, but that's not what life is about. Life is about connections. So that's my 24-year-old, you know, wisdom being imparted on all of you. And on a much lighter note, lesson number 20, eat the dessert. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewrite that. Eat the damn dessert, okay? You deserve to treat yourself. You deserve to have things that you like, foods that you like, experiences that you like. You, for, for me personally, like, I, ah, there were so many years I cut out things because I thought it was unhealthy or bad for me or I would go crazy overboard. I couldn't just have one cookie. I needed 12. I couldn't just have one piece of cake. I needed the whole dang cake. And I never found that balance for so long. It was so draining and... I'm very happy 24 years later that I found it, I've learned it, and I want to eat the damn dessert. I will always say yes to dessert. You absolutely bet your butt going out to dinner for my birthday, I will be eating the dang dessert. I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something good. So eat the things you like, do the things you like, you know, enjoy the small things. Don't keep saying no to those, oh, I can't, I can't have ice cream. I can't be bad. Like, go eat the ice cream. Go live it up. Ugh. Lesson number 21. You can't please everyone. That goes back to the not owing anyone an explanation either. Another lesson that I have definitely learned uh, is you can't please everyone. So I am an Enneagram 3. For those of you who know what that means, the Enneagram is a very, very in-depth kind of character personality typing based on your childhood, your experiences. It's pretty freaking spot on. So for Enneagram 3s, we are very much uh, goal-oriented, yes, to-do list-oriented, yes, but also very, very concerned, almost to a fault, with the opinions and thoughts of others regarding us, right? I'm, I'm very appearance conscious. And I don't mean that in just a physical sense. I mean, like, I really, really care about what the people around me think of me. And I want to make sure that they think good things and that I'm, you know, having a positive impact and, and all those things. But it's, again, to a fault. And I had to learn and continue to learn. And I'm sure we'll always continue to learn being that, you know, the Enneagram 3, that won't go away. That's always going to be who I am. I can't please everyone. And that that ugh, it drives me nuts to my core because that's all I want to do is have everyone be happy and everyone be pleased with me and my choices and my actions. 
but I have to understand that you cannot please everyone. There will always be someone or something, a decision you made, something you said that's going to rub somebody the wrong way and they're going to have something to say about it. They're going to think negatively of you and the more I get into, again, social media and that space as well, it becomes more and more apparent. And I know me, I know my heart, I know my intentions, I know the words that come out of my mouth and, and it's all very genuine. And I hate more than anything when I get those kinds of comments or people in my messages, DMs, whatever it is about, you know, just not me. And I'm like, oh, you don't even know me. And like that drives me crazy. I will harp and dwell and and think about that message for way longer than I should. And I know that's not healthy. And that's why this is one of my life lessons. You can't please everyone. And I'm going to continue reminding myself of that because it is much easier said than done. Okay, lesson number 22 another Lisa Magro, that is my mom, another Lisa Magro saying, you can't teach the hustle. And to shorten that into her version is simply, you can't teach it. And <laughs> that's it. That is that is what she said. The three words, you can't teach it, well, I guess four, can't teach it basically is, is the shortened version of it. And essentially meaning if you've got it, you've got it. And if you don't, you don't. And for those of you listening, you should be able to answer that question in a split second. Do you have it? If the answer is like, I said, nope, you don't. It's simple as that. You can't teach the hustle. You can't teach that grind, that determination, that I'm going to do whatever it takes at all costs in any situation, even if it's freaking acing a math test. Like, it doesn't matter. You can't turn it off. It, it is who you are. It's through and through how you show up, how you act, how you behave in every area of your life, not specific to just health and fitness. You have it or you don't. And unfortunately, as my mom says, you can't teach it. You can't teach it. If you've got it, awesome. Go freaking run with it. If you don't, I'm sorry. You might need to work a little harder than the rest of us who have it, but it is what it is. We are not all equal. We are not all on the same playing field, especially from a mindset perspective. And that hustle is a lot more the mindset than anything physical at all. Lesson number 23, tough times don't last, but neither do the good ones. And I know that sounds a little bit pessimistic, a little bit negative, but hear me out. Like tough times don't last, right? Whenever shit's going wrong, things are bad, things are hard, it's rough, it's difficult, it's just, it never lasts. It always comes back around. It absolutely always ebbs and flows and cycles and ups and downs. So tough times don't last. They don't. But hear me out. The ebb and flow and the cycle also happens for the good times. When shit is good and things are going right and you got the promotion and you're feeling good, you're, you're riding that high freaking ride that high appreciate that high because guess what that doesn't last either it is unfortunately only a matter of time before things cycle again and we wind up back at the lowest of lows back to the highest of highs so whatever situation you're in either the bottom you know tough times kind of deal remember it doesn't last right remember keep grinding it will come back around but when you're up at the top and you're feeling really good soak in every freaking second of it because it is not going to last either and I think that that balance is very important too because it allows you to appreciate when you're up top because you know where you came from and when you're down at the bottom it makes you work your ass off because you know what it feels like to be back up at the top okay so tough times don't last but neither do the good ones and life lesson number 24 for my 24 years of life just be just be those two little words, I actually have them tattooed on my ankle. They are the only tattoo that I have. Just be. 
And this, again, from Lisa Magro, came from my mom in regards to just how you approach your day, your actions, your relationships, your connections, like just be. And it's up to interpretation a little bit as well. But I think for me, at least, it it more so means like stop trying to do the extra thing or or go crazy in this way or go way restrictive or just like my life is always, always, always been about extremes, right? I'm either way up top, feeling on top of the world. I can do anything. I'm receiving a college scholarship. Scholarship, I'm, uh, you know, fulfilling my dreams, or I'm down at the freaking dumps. Everything is falling apart. It's one thing after the next. Everything is crazy. And for me, that that just be that reminder, that life lesson allows me to just kind of take a second, kind of take a step back from everything, and be able to focus a lot more on myself and who I am and my core values and who I want to show up as through any of those situations. So it's not so much about the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, but more so just showing up and and being myself and just allowing life to do its thing as you're riding the highs and you're down in the bottom as well. And we've got a bonus. We've got a bonus. We've got a bonus. 24 years of life and 25 life lessons. Last one for you guys. Keep showing up. Keep freaking showing up. This is going to be absolutely one of the, you know, podcast episodes I do moving forward and going a little bit more in depth. Keep showing up. Up. And that message in and of itself is actually the reason that sparked this podcast to even be created. I was speaking at an event and talking about my life and my fitness and how shit has always been hard and, and the message that I was trying to get across and, and the reason why I'm able to you know even be telling my story is that I kept showing up. I didn't let hard times tear me down and I didn't let good times allow me to stop trying. Like I just kept moving forward. I kept showing up. I kept doing the thing over and over and over again. And that life lesson is something that I'm going to take with me through every phase of the next 25 years through this. Like it just keeps showing up. No matter where you are, no matter what the circumstance, no matter how you feel that particular day, keep freaking showing up. That is my bonus life lesson for you guys. And I think above all, if you can keep showing up in each of the other 24 life lessons in each of these other 24 fields, you are going to be, you know, living a completely different life as a completely different person than you would have if not. So Thank you guys very much for listening in and just hearing a bit more of me uh, sharing my brain in the way that I have thought and behaved over these last 24 years. But I'm going to end the episode there because I've got a little birthday celebrating to do and I want to really, really soak it in and just be super, super present for this time in this chapter of my life. So thank you guys so much for joining in and I will chat with you next week.